Hey, we are back with Real Racing USA, and we're going to travel up to North Carolina, Ace Speedway, and we got Doug Smith on the line with us tonight. Doug, how are you doing tonight? Oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful. We finally got the rain out of the way, and we're getting ready to go racing. All right, tell us a little bit about your history and Ace Speedway. Well, I've been up at Ace Speedway for uh, two and a half years as their announcer. And uh, over the course of time, had seen uh, some management changes and stuff uh, take place. And uh, when the uh, new ownership uh, came in, uh, I knew they were looking for a general manager and uh, applied for the job. And uh, we negotiated for quite some time. And uh, it took us about a year, and we finally put the deal together. And I uh, just started as the general manager here at Ace Speedway. Now, what what is your background in auto racing? Do you have one besides announcer? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I... I, I you know, I have to say I've probably seen some of the greatest racers that's ever come through racing because I was at uh, Concord, uh, the old Concord Motor Speedway. It was located in uh, Concord, North Carolina, uh, out on uh, Highway 601, back when they had the old Big Ten Series and ran a lot of late model sportsman races. So I got to see a lot of guys who were up running uh, Winston, uh, or well, say Winston Cup Sprint Cup today. Um, that came through Concord and, and raced uh, the likes of Ernie Irvin and Bobby Labonte, Jack Sprague, uh, Rich Bickle. Uh, these were some of the great guys that I got to see come through. And uh, I've been down there for 16 years in my 17th season there, uh, doing the announcing there. And uh, I've also been associated over at Lowe's Motor Speedway for uh, uh, about 15 years now and doing some announcing for them. Uh, I used to do some of the Cup and some of the Bush and then 2004 kind of had a health setback with uh, a heart attack, and that'll kind of wake you up and slow you down just a little bit. So I slowed down a little bit, and uh, uh, kind of for the last two and a half years, I've kind of worked both racetracks, and uh, uh, the opportunity to come here full-time was just something I couldn't pass up. I think I've spent a, uh, a lot of great times with a lot of great promoters like uh, Humpy Wheeler and Roger Slack, who I think have done a great job in teaming up. And uh, Humpy has uh, taught Roger an awful lot. Uh, Roger came from a racing background, too, uh, with his folks on a uh, track up in Canada. And also to work under Henry Furr and, uh, at uh, the old Concord Motor Speedway, and then, of course, the Layton family that owns Concord Motorsport Park. So the background that I had, they were very uh, open with me and showed me a lot of the ropes. And I felt that uh, I've always felt that success is when opportunity and preparedness meet. And I think that uh, I'd prepared well and uh, the opportunity came. And we're looking to make uh, A-Speedway one of the top uh, ten tracks in the country. He's not an announcer, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's saying that because I'm an announcer, too. I'm, I'm, just, I'm sitting back here listening to all this. You know, and I, I'm thinking about how, how you went from the announcing job to the general manager job. Well, I think that... Uh, one of the things when, when I've, with all the people that I've, I've worked with, I've kind of spent a lot of time in the business end of it and uh, been included in business decisions uh, that we made uh, and kind of did things uh, in a team concept. And in the old days with Henry Furr uh, at Concord and kind of started out, it was the old dictatorship. It was his way or the highway. And racers would always say, you know, Henry, I'm not coming back. Well, I found out over the years that meant two weeks. So if a racer gets mad at you, usually two weeks they'll be back if they say Exactly, that. two weeks. You know, two weeks, that's that's what never coming back means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, being that, that I had the opportunity to learn the business side there, when I got over to Lowe's Motor Speedway, of course, uh, anybody that's had an opportunity to spend any time with H.A. Humpy Wheeler uh 
I've got to say he he is uh, the dean of promoters. Uh, he has probably forgotten more in promotions than a lot of us will ever learn. But Humpy Wheeler taught me that there's an entertainment value in everything that you do, and if you create an entertainment value, people will come. And that's where that I think I got to see an awful lot of the promotional side uh, of racing, as well as seeing actual the, the ins and outs of what we did with the racing, with the points, with the funds, with how we dispersed them. And when you got to spend that, then, uh, as I said, when the opportunity came, uh, I felt I was well prepared to, to step in. And uh, I have a, a, a marketing background with radio and TV that I spent 21 years in. So I kind of had the marketing side. Uh, along the way, of course, uh, many of us who have worked in the, in the industry um, find out that every now and then you get a little burnout, so you step outside for a little bit and go get a real job. And uh, so I spent some time in the restaurant business, which I think prepared me well for the concessions end. So I think I'd, I just felt like that uh, the time was right at my age to, to make a move, and uh, I, the great people here at A Speedway. And when I walked in here two and a half years ago, what really impressed me the most was the reception that I got from the fans, from the drivers. Uh, it, it was just, uh, it, take your breath away. And it kind of humbles you. And uh, I, I truly felt a part of this community and have felt uh, for quite some time. So I, I just felt like it was somebody local taking over, even though uh, I really I don't live that close to the racetrack. But this has become a, a family to me. Well, Doug, how, how did you get started as an announcer? Strangely enough, uh, my background in radio, uh, I was actually handling uh, advertising for a gentleman who had a uh, what's called a super late model now, a late model sportsman car. And uh, on the end of all of his ads, I always put that you could see the car at the Speedway, at Concord Motor Speedway on Saturday nights. So we were kind of picking, and he knew I had an interest in racing, so he invited me to come down and watch him race. And, you know, you just can't just watch racing. You know, if you're there with a team, you've got to get your hands dirty and you've got to get involved. And so over the course of time, I spent the year helping the team. And each time that I went to the racetrack, uh, the Furs would always ask me, did you talk about us on the radio? So they were very nice and gave me a pit pass being a member of the media. And I appreciated that. Well, at the banquet, I found out they were looking for an announcer, so they asked me to go introduce the band, which I did. Uh, they liked it. Uh, they came over and said, look, we've got a go-kart race in a couple of weeks. Could we hear you on the microphone or call a race? And uh, I was there for about 30 minutes, and I, I came back, uh, kind of started and got a little bit. I didn't really say that a little bit earlier in my life I'd done a little go-kart racing, uh, called it, and I'd also uh, dirt racing uh, up at uh, Madison with the uh, 311 uh, Motor Speedway. And uh, so I know that in dirt track racing and go-kart racing, you always got to get your next divisions lined up because your show's got to move right on. And about 30 minutes into it, uh, Henry Fur walked up and said, I pay this on Thursday nights, this on Friday night, and this on Saturday night. He never asked me did I want the job. <laughs> uh, so uh, we just, uh, I never left. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Well, you know, uh, Doug, one of the things that... Uh, is obvious to anybody who pays attention to the short track racing industry is that asphalt tracks around the country by and large there's a real struggle to uh balance uh, the entertainment and uh get drivers without without having the drivers to pay at all putting people in the seats is tough 
and uh, it's got to be helpful, I would think, because, I mean, you fit the bill for a lot of what we, our arguments are. Is I'm always arguing that just because you can buy a racetrack doesn't mean that you're a promoter, and, you know, you have to be able to, you have to understand the entertainment aspect of this. It's not about racing, and it, it seems that this does give you, um, I would think, a, a leg up on the game, man. Uh, and that I would say uh, thanks to H.A. Humpy Wheeler for. Yeah. Uh, and the reason that I would say that is they have a program called the Summer Shootout Series uh, with Legends and Bandolera cars uh, that's done uh, during the summertime. Mm-hmm. And one of the things after about year two, year three, he came up to the announcers and he told us, he said, look, I want a carnival atmosphere here. Bingo. Get entertained. As long as that it's done in clean fun, then it will be uh, acceptable. So it was at that time that the infield was tore up, and, and, and I decided to, being an announcer, you test the waters. Right, guys? Right. Absolutely. Sure. So I just kind of spouted off my head one night that uh, I saw somebody slide through the infield, and, you know, the stories go, and I, I, I can't dispute them. Rick Mass to this day says Humpy Wheeler sent him a bill for $100 for sliding through the grass. So that's always been Humpy Wheeler's thing was the grass. So when it was getting tore up and people were sliding through it and they were getting ready to lay new sod and every time it seemed like they made an improvement, we'd get a rainstorm and somebody would slide <laughs> through. So just off the top of my head one day, I said, well, you know, it, Doug, it's time to test the waters. So I said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call for landscaping is 1-800-CALL-HUMPY. H.A. Humpy Wheeler, president of Lowe's Motor Speedway, we're more than glad to send uh, out some sprint cars, some nationwide cars, some legend cars, some ARCA cars. They, too, will slide through your grass, put ruts in it, just like we have here at the Lowe's Motor Speedway. Remember, that number to call is 1-800-CALL-HUMPY. Well, I really didn't think about it <laughs> anymore during the night. So a little bit later, in a little bit of a rain delay and coming out of it, you know, I did it again. And when I finished, I happened to catch out of the corner of my eye someone that uh, would catch your attention standing uh, kind of near you. And it was, of course, H.A. Humpy Wheeler. And I thought, Doug, uh, it's been nice working here. It's been great. Enjoy what you got left because you're probably not coming back after tonight. But he looked over and winked, and he said, you know, that's good fun. That's cool. So it kind of taught that we got involved with the crowd, and that's something that we do here at uh, A Speedway. Uh, I have what I call, I remember... I remember covering a, ba- covering a Bassmasters tournament uh, that took place uh, up in Greensboro. And Ray Scott, the, the former owner of Bass, always had his A team and his B team. So at Ace, we're fortunate enough to have backstretch and a front stretch grandstands. So my backstretch is my A team and the front stretch is my B team. And we kind of get some, some rivalry going between the two and see who can make the most racket and everything. And uh, it's really cool. What what kind of what kind of audience what what are the what's what's an average fan uh, count at a speedway during the year? Uh, strangely, uh, last year just kind of looking through the records, we were looking at about twelve to fifteen hundred, mm-hmm. and opening night we had twenty five hundred last Friday night. Way, wow, way cool! You're at you run on Friday nights, and you got uh, uh, Skip Wall was telling me that uh, I haven't been to Ace Speedway. He said it was one of the the cleanest, nicest facilities in North Carolina. Well, there, I, and I, I firmly believe that, not because that I'm here. I remember I spent two and a half years looking out over the facilities, and that's one of the things that impressed me very much uh, about the layout of the track. Just to look, we have 61 acres. We're located uh, 
out of Burlington, North Carolina, uh, which would be, uh, if you're looking on the map from long distance, would be just kind of outside of Greensboro and Durham, kind of <laughs> in the middle between the two. Like on 85? Uh, be 85, 40, and we, you know, kind of sit back in the hills just a little bit outside of uh, place uh, Elon College. Yeah. That's cool. What are the big classes that you have there, and what what, well, what are the car counts like? Our, our feature division, of course, is the uh, the NASCAR late model stocks in the Wheeling All-American Series, and, of course, we are a NASCAR-sanctioned track. Uh, we also run a Grand American Modified. Um, we uh, have a limited sportsman division, which is kind of a training ground for guys to step up in the late models. Uh, we have our, our mini stocks, uh, which are, of course, your, your four-cylinders. And then, of course, you have uh, your front-wheel drive that we call our extreme. So we try to make uh, racing affordable for anybody that wants to come to the racetrack. And, of course, you know, the front-wheel drive cars aren't very expensive. You're probably getting one for less than $1,000. Gut it out and go have some fun. And in all reality, that that is going to be the future of your lower classes because, you know, the rear-wheel drive cars are starting to get to be a thing of the past. Well, it is. And you start to, when you really start to look at racing, as it's going, we all know that it's become very expensive. You guys touched on it very early. You have to have good car counts. Good car counts put, puts fans in the stands. Fans in the stands help so that you can pay higher purses so that you can attract good drivers. Fortunately, here at, at Ace, we've, uh, I, and I think everyone in the upper division, the upper echelon of uh, uh, late model stock racing, you're either a well-financed or if you're kind of racing out of your pocket, uh, you tend to uh, look for tracks that are close by. And I think that's going to help short track racing this year. I think that was uh, kind of instrumental. Of course, we had beautiful weather, 75-degree weather all day on uh, last Friday. Uh, but we had uh, 75 cars to show up for opening night. And, uh, as I said, about 2,500 fans. So uh, we really had a fantastic opening night. And, uh, you know, we're really looking into the future, everything that we look at. We're also stepping kind of out of the nine dots of uh, this. We're bringing concerts in this year. We're, we build a tractor pull track so that we can have a tractor pull show. Uh, we're bringing in some touring series. Uh, so we really want to give uh, the fans. And when I came and I announced last week to, to the fans, there'll be suggestion boxes that are put at my front gate and back gate. And I ask, ask our fans to, to please put suggestions in there. It's our job then to collect them. See what the fans, I want to see what, what show the fans want to see. And then we're going to work hard to bring in whatever series, whatever it takes, to make our fans happy. Well, Doug, do you guys, uh, in the Carolinas, uh, you've been around all these tracks. Is there like a, uh, uh, what kind of relationship is there between the tracks and the touring series that get around? Is it a good relationship, or is there sometimes some uh, adversarial relationships? I know I've seen places where the, uh, and you know, I'm in Florida, and, and I tell you, I there's stuff. Because you're racing there. Huh? Is it one of those deals where... I won't book you because you're racing over there. Well, where there's an idea by some promoters that the traveling tour series, the touring series, takes away from the track, takes away from the local local track, gets the drivers going other tracks instead of your track. I think it's how you look at it, and I think it's what you do to enhance to keep your people right here and show them that you know we bring these series in for you uh, with opportunity. Of course, we're fortunate with, of course, the Wheeling Southern Modified Tour be coming to town a week after next. And um, Brian King, who races on the tour, 
is a former track champion, the winningest driver in the history of the racetrack here at uh, A Speedway. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of proud when we see him on the tour. What's his name? Uh, Brian King. Brian King? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, he'll be in the uh, number 17 Adams Towing and Recovery uh, machine when they come here. Uh, he got his first victory here on tour. He has uh, consistently uh, proven himself, and then uh, he comes uh, to Concord and runs the North-South Shootout uh, in uh, November every year, and and he puts himself against the best there is. And when you do that and compete, run top ten, considering some of the money that the northern guys spend, uh, the southern guys just can't quite keep up sometimes in the spending, uh, at least not on a a broad perspective as they can do. Was forever thus. <laughs> you understand how that you know uh, we're we're kind of used to guys uh coming out and you know struggling to get a set of tires sure uh you get uh as you come down to a big show like that and you look over and uh every time a, a northern modified comes in uh they both own four new fresh ones that go out and they've got about 10 sets of tires so um but i i think it's how you look and if you bring your series in and, and you you don't you keep your prices where people can afford to come. And I think one of the things that, that short track racing, because of gasoline prices stuff, I think it attributes that people are going to stay a little bit closer to home. Yep. They're looking for an entertainment day. I think it's the greatest time to be in short track racing. I do agree that in some of the upper divisions, it's a little bit harder to compete because of the amount of money. But I think your lower divisions is where there's entertainment value, there's great racing. And uh, if you promote it good and promote it hard, it all becomes important. You know, we always say we have that feature division. I want five feature divisions at a speedway. Sure, and you're in the ten to twelve dollar range for road tickets. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. There you go. There you go. Uh, Children uh, six to uh, twelve are like uh, uh, five bucks. Yeah, six are free. There you go. Well, I'll tell you, Doug, during the course of this year, we're going to stay in touch with you. and uh, love to. Love, love to be on the show. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I invite all of our uh, listeners to uh, check out our website. It's uh, www.aspeedway.com. Yep. Love to hear your comments. Yeah, Rick's been sitting over here reading reading the, the, your uh, website while we were talking with you. And, uh, Wonderful. Really yeah. nice website. <laughs> well, we get some of your uh, drivers on. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell... Uh, I'm going to tell uh, our buddy Skip to track down Brian King, and we're going to get him on Real Racing USA here as soon as we can. That'd and, be fantastic. Yeah, and we'll stay in touch with you throughout the year, and if you get any breaking news and we haven't called you, you call us. We'll do that. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Doug. Thanks for having me tonight. All right, All right. great talking to you, Doug. Doug Smith from Ace Speedway up in North Carolina. Right over there between when? Raleigh and uh, Greensboro. Yeah, the Speedway has been around for 50, 52 years. You know, started out as a dirt track, of course. Uh Daniel Boone. Yep, 1990, they paved it, um, expanded it to four-tenths of a mile, so it's a good-sized racetrack. They run, you know, Hooters runs there every once in a while. Looks like they got a class called Flathead Fords. <laughs> but the Wheeland Modified, that's the big deal there. Of course, Wheeland Modified, man, I mean, right there in the Mid-South, uh, going up to the North, man, the, the, that is the class that's coming on. Yeah, and Skip will be there to cover that race. He covers all the – Skip Wall will be there to cover that race for a real race in USA and his website, Southern Moto Racing. I forgot to ask Doug if he's given up the microphone yet. 